This is the Cubicle Renegade Podcast, session number six. Welcome to the Cubicle Renegade Podcast, where unfulfilled desk jockeys become fearless entrepreneurs. Learn from corporate escapees and world changers who are successfully building businesses that matter. Here's your host, Caleb Wojcik. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cubicle Renegade Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. First off, it's been a while since I published a podcast, so let me explain a little bit about why that is. So as you may or may not know, my quote, day job is working with Corbett Barr, founder of Think Traffic and Expert Enough, and we've been putting all of our extra effort into the latest project that just launched to the public last week. And that project's called Fizzle. It's a platform that delivers online business training via video for entrepreneurs. You pay a monthly membership and you get access to video courses on things like launching a podcast, how Google Analytics works, how to define your audience, how to differentiate your business, and things like that. So if you've heard of something like lynda.com, it's a similar model, but specifically for building blogs and building businesses around doing stuff online. So I'm not going to talk too much more about it right now, but if you want to see what I've been working on lately and are interested in taking your online business up a notch, check out fizzle.co to find out more. All right, so looking back at the first few episodes of the Cubicle Renegade podcast last year, I realized something important that I forgot to do that most podcasters do in their first episode. I didn't even introduce myself. I just started right away with interviewing entrepreneurs. And so this episode is all about me. And if you don't want to hear about me, then skip to the next episode. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is So I'll be talking about my education and my professional background before I started doing work online. I'll also talk about my first few failed attempts at being an entrepreneur, and then I'll bring it full circle with all the different types of work I do online to make a living these days. So let's just dive right in. I grew up in a very small town called Petoskey in northern Michigan. Uh, It's about a couple thousand people. It's right on Lake Michigan. If you've ever heard of it before, I give you bonus points. So before college, like, I played a ton of sports. I played baseball, basketball, football, track, tennis, soccer. I was super into video games. I got really into computers in high school. I would build my own, learn how to do websites and things like that back in the early 2000s. And if you're wondering if I had any entrepreneurial urges when I was a kid, I didn't. I was a caddy during the summer at a golf course nearby and pretty much spent all my money on DVDs and video games and going out to eat with my friends. And I never really wanted to be an entrepreneur. My father was an entrepreneur his whole life, and I saw the ups and downs. I saw the down seasons due to weather that we got in northern Michigan, and it really took a toll on my family. And so I always just thought I wanted a stable desk job. That's all I really thought I wanted when I went to college. And I went to Michigan State University, and I was really just focused on creating that perfect resume. If the Career Center was having a special talk on how to make a good resume, I was there. If there was a career fair, I was walking around talking to companies, even ones that I wasn't interested in, just to get better at asking them questions or getting asked to be interviewed and just getting as much practice as possible. And I just wanted this safe, well-paying job in a big city somewhere on the West Coast with the stability, good benefits, and a comfortable paycheck that I could rely on. That's all I really thought I wanted. I got two bachelor's degrees, one in supply chain management, one in telecommunications, so one was in the business school and one was in a digital media technology realm. And I just wanted to stand out at job fairs. I wanted the companies to look at my resume and be surprised. During college, I interned at an ABC TV station in Lansing, 
Uh, I worked at General Motors at a car manufacturing plant, and I also worked out in Seattle for Boeing. Like I said before, my main goal in college was just to craft that perfect resume for this job that I thought I wanted. So let's take a step back for a second. I didn't even know why I wanted this job. I was just doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing. I went to college because that's what I was supposed to be doing. I did well in college because that's what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And I got a well-paying job with comfortable benefits and a paycheck because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And when I got to this job, at about a month or two in, I realized this is not me. This is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. I saw people that had been working in this job for 30, 40 years, some even 50 at the company I was at. And I just knew that that's not where I wanted to spend the best years of my life. But I graduated in 2008. And shortly after I graduated and got my first job, the economy completely tanked. And the company I was working at, I was working at Boeing at the time, had to lay off about 10% of the workforce. So I went from thinking, okay, I, I don't need this job. I can go do something else too. I better hang on to this job for a while. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get another one. And so the first few months turned into over three and a half years of working at Boeing and not being completely fulfilled by the work that I was doing. But while I was there, I was educating myself. I got an MBA at night at Pacific Lutheran University in Tacoma. I also spent a lot of time reading about blogging, reading about entrepreneurship. I, I would go to the library and I would check out like five to 10 books at a time. And, and I would read most of them before they were due back again. And I was reading on my lunch break about how to be an entrepreneur at this desk job that I had. And I just poured everything that I had into making entrepreneurship work. But before I felt like I could be an entrepreneur, there were a couple things that were holding me back. I had nearly $30,000 in debt when I graduated college. About 18000 of that was from student loans and about eleven, twelve thousand 12000 of that I owed to my mom because the day before I left to move to Seattle, my 1990 Buick Park Avenue died and I got a different car. So I, when I drove out to Seattle with my friend and did what grownups do, I uh, got an apartment, started upgrading my furniture, futons need not apply, I got like my 401k, the whole shebang. Like the first few weeks were great. I learned a ton. It was nice to be doing instead of learning. You spend four years in college learning and you don't feel like you're contributing anything. But as is the nature with jobs in the financial field, it became very, very repetitive. Every week, every month, every quarter, I did the same things over and over again. Some people love that. I did not love that. I missed the excitement. I missed the challenge of learning new things and developing over time. So a few months after I started that job, like I said, I enrolled in an MBA program. I went two nights a week for about 20 months. I got my MBA. I only had to pay for about 25% of it because Boeing covered the other part. And during that time, I really got into personal finance. I started reading bloggers like J.D. Roth at Get Rich Slowly and Trent Ham at The Simple Dollar religiously. I would read them every single day, all of their posts. I would just devour everything they wrote, and I would keep track of my personal finance spreadsheet and budget on my lunch break at work. And it, it was super nerdy of me to do this, but I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. If I could just get out of debt, I could take the risk to go do something other than this job. That, that was like my escape plan. It was like, if I can get out of debt, I can leave. Long story short, I did get out of debt. And right when I got out of debt, 
I proposed to my now wife, and then and then we had to pay for a wedding. And so that delayed my escape a little bit, but at the same time, it allowed me to build up some of the skills that I needed to get the job with Corbett and to eventually leave this desk job. But before I started blogging or before I started Pocket Changed, I tried some other things entrepreneurially to try to break out of the 9-5. I did some web design work on the side. I would use this as pretty much just extra spending money or extra money to put down towards my debt. And I did some work for clients that I had had in college and didn't really pursue new clients, but kept on my skills there. But the big thing that I tried to do was I got a group of my friends together and we were going to make the best new app. We were going to make a video game for an iPhone or for Xbox Live Arcade or something. And we had this grand idea and this grand plan. And we would meet multiple times a week. We met for almost a month, I'd say, but it just never, it just never came to be. And you know, we only had one person that was actually a programmer and he got tied up with other programming work and got an actual job. And so that kind of fell through. And then I turned to this blogging thing and I've been following Chris Gilbo for a while and he was coming into town in Seattle for a book tour. And so I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta figure out my domain name. I gotta figure out what my blog's gonna be about. And I'm gonna tell Chris Gillibo about it when he, when he comes to Seattle. And this was in December of 2010. And so I was sending ideas to my wife, like huge lists of names. And, and I knew I wanted it to be about personal finance, potentially being about entrepreneurship. And pocket change stuck out at her and she's like, that one. And so that's what I chose and that's what I've been sticking with. But, you know, a few months into blogging, I had been posting every single day for like 50 days and just wasn't getting the momentum I wanted. So I joined Corbett Barr's program called Traffic School. And through this program, I got to see how successful blogs really take off and can eventually turn into businesses. And through working in that program, Corbett was able to see how I work, how I was dedicated to this whole blogging thing. And he opened up a part-time position. And in August of 2011, I started working for him part-time after I got back from my honeymoon. And then I went full-time six weeks later. And so at this point, I left my job at Boeing after being there for about three and a half years. And since my wife and I got married just about two months earlier, we packed up all of our stuff, moved it down to San Diego, put it in storage, and we road-tripped all over the United States for about three months. Um, this was an incredible, incredible experience and an incredibly exhausting experience. And it was, it was just a great way to start a marriage off together. But after 10,000 miles of that, we were, we were ready to have a home again, to have like stuff not in boxes and to have a, our own bed to sleep in. While we were on the road, I worked just as many hours as I used to work at Boeing, but I was 100% virtual and there was just something so freeing about that. Most days I would, you know, go down to a coffee shop or work in the hotel room or at whoever's friends or family's house we were staying at. And now I just work from my home office. You know, sometimes I go to the coffee shop, but my wife also works from her home office as a wedding and portrait photographer. So it's important for us to each have our own alone time as well. I make most of my income from the work I do with Corbett, but over the past year, I've also done some web design consulting. I've earned some income from Pocket Changed and none of my days are ever the same. Like <laughs> I never do the exact same thing besides working at a computer from one day to the next. And I just really enjoy the things that I'm doing. So I would challenge you to think of the things that are really, really important to you. Think of the things that, you know, excite you. Just, you don't even have to get amped up about like you're already just 
so excited to think about these things. If you can somehow turn those things into making a living for yourself, then, you know, that's it's like the ultimate feeling. I, I don't even know how to explain it. If you can just somehow think of how you can make money doing those things and service people by doing those things, man, it just changes everything. So that brings you up to speed on who I am now, what my background is, and kind of what I'm doing for a living now. And, you know, I just wanted to keep this episode short. Um, in the upcoming episodes of this podcast, I'm going to keep featuring some really awesome entrepreneurs that I know that have really incredible stories of hardship, of success, and can share what they've learned with you. I'm also going to be doing some solo podcasts to share some of the lessons that I've learned over the past year and a half of being an entrepreneur and just kind of unveiling the curtain. You know, I'm, I'm fairly open about everything that I do, why I do it, and some of those huge mistakes that I've made that I'm not afraid to share with you. So thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Cubicle Renegade podcast. If you've enjoyed this one, I'd really appreciate a review on iTunes, and I'll talk to you more in the next session. Thanks for listening to the Pocket Changed Cubicle Renegade podcast at www.pocketchanged.com. To read this episode's show notes or check out other sessions, head over to cubiclerenegade.com.